All right, Tyson, how you doing, man? Not too bad. You're, yourself, Nick? That's nice. We finally had a nice day here in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. thank God. Right. Thank God. It was, it was supposed to get up into the 60s this week, so nice little, little jump like, away from the snow we had yesterday. Minnesota has shirts weather. It's yeah, shirts oh, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. Take six. out the linen again. Yeah, <laughs> right. definitely. Open up the windows. Yeah. All right. Um, uh, beginning of each episode, Tyson, um, guess gets to dedicate it to anything they like. So. Yeah, yeah. If you have an, I think, an idea of what would you like to dedicate this episode to? Uh, you know, I, I gave it some thought prior to coming in, and uh, I, I think I'd like to dedicate it to, uh, you know, theater or film educators, um, people who who take the time out of their out of their days and and or you know focus their their entire career on on teaching young people uh, about the craft. You know, I think that's invaluable. Yeah. I really I know invaluable. a lot of educators here, especially that go beyond the hours that they need just oh, absolutely. to work. Yeah, they absolutely. just, it's a lot of, invest a lot of time that yeah. even that's beyond required. Yes, I love that. Definitely I, a labor of love. Uh, all due respect there. All right, we're back with Tyson Leitz, right? That is correct. Did I get it right? You said it right. Is you're that, not. You're not that... like all the cold callers. That is Mr. Lights home. Oh, they do know. lights. Nobody's. Nobody lives here. It's Leitz, uh, that name. Right. Yeah, Leitz. Yeah. Leitz. That 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 uh, Germanic Austrian. Right. I E deal. So. Leitz. Yes. Do you know what it means or anything? Uh, you, find... you know, it's it's a really old name. Okay. Um, there there are. I've I, I've I've dug back into. Uh, the history of the name, and it's it's yeah. for a long time. The fa- we, my family thought uh, thought it was German. Um, we only found out maybe ten years ago that that the ancestry is actually uh, Austrian, Austrian, which you know, I mean, uh, apples right. and oranges. But um, uh, yeah, we we found it was Austrian, and it's uh, it's an old, um, really old name. Uh, that has kind of found its way into a, a lot of those different European, sort of Northern European yeah. countries and sort of changed to uh, like Letsu is, uh, is a really uh, popular name. And I think it was, uh, I think it was Germany that Litsu okay. uh, was, was really popular, but Litz is the original, is the original form to my knowledge. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that dates way, 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 way back, okay. way back. You ever going to go to Austria? I mean, I'd love to time and money. You know, I went, right, oh, yeah, yeah. just buy that a uh, couple thousand dollars on a plane ticket and oh, I you know, took all my PTO already, so I can't can't count on that, you know, sell some blood or Plasma. something. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Is this, is my blood good enough? Will you take that? No, I'm sorry, Mr. Leeds. We, we can't help you there. So uh, we, we don't want to make it unknown. I don't make it everybody known. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you've started in... Uh, a couple of a few films, yeah. Um, yeah. Primarily, uh, which came out this year, Gun. Yeah. Yes, and the yes. new one that's premiering at Twin Cities Film Festival. It's a Fisher yeah. selection. Yeah. You're in it, um, yeah. American Tender. Yeah. And I just want to before we carry on, we do have an episode prior with the director and the two stars. Right, right. Um, if they want to stop the recording, go back to that one yeah. and then yeah. come back to here. But yeah. um, you're in American Tender as a bartender. 
Uh, uh, he's not was, a bartender. He's uh, a, a clerk. A, a, he's a, a liquor store clerk. Liquor store clerk. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I knew it's, yeah. I knew alcohol yeah. was involved one way. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, they. I mean, they, and the, the yeah. little place that we shot in, and I, you know, I won't give too much away about it. It was just uh, I'd never been into the liquor store that we that we got for location, okay. and was blown away. I mean, it's just gorgeous in there. You know. It, uh, you know what the setting fits perfect oh, yeah. for because i mean they had the stacks of bottles yeah yeah the, i think it's it matches perfect to the lighting because the light goes hits off the bottles it and you does. get this very melodramatic scene well and i feel like especially to, to, yeah, at that point in the film too um that's really when things start to kick up yeah you know? the bearings things start happening going, right? and uh yeah. the wheels start moving and and that space is it's just so inherently beautiful on its own, you know. All this, all this beautiful woodwork, and they had yeah. uh, the old uh, library sort of sliding uh, ladders that you, you know move back yeah, and forth on the right. walls and everything. From the so walls, yeah. This is gorgeous space, and uh, all of this beauty, and then you have this sort of not so beautiful thing happening. So I love, yeah. I love the juxtaposition of of, uh, of what was happening in the scene, what the yeah. characters were doing, um, in you know, in comparison to what where they were uh what their surroundings were i thought that was a really great choice i'm glad cj didn't throw us in a in you know a dingy old mom and pops kind of you know Is that, that bottle's been up there for about 17 years it's and got it's, dust uh, on it right yeah. it's it's, yeah. it's not aging well you know so but it's still there it's uh, it's still there so yeah that that space was gorgeous i was uh i was just blown away um and it had never set foot. It didn't even know that that liquor store existed. Really? Um, and and we'll be <laughs> we'll be going back there fairly often, right. you know, for for all of my my booze needs. <laughs> um, great, great space. So, are you what, like a bourbon kind of guy? Uh you know, I, I yeah, I, I'm I'm more of a brown guy. Yeah. Bourbons, scotches, whiskeys, typically. Um, I, yeah, I don't drink much, uh, but if I'm, if I've had a long day, I'll, you know, I'll pour myself a glass of scotch and, yeah. and sit down and, and stop for, for a heartbeat if I can, you know, right. yeah. God willing. Um, did, when did you, did you be able to see the film? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, well, again, God willing, I've, I've, I've requested time off and things like that. Uh, my, my normal sort of nine to five gig, the way I make most of my money is, uh, definitely not through acting. It's through the, the restaurant industry, yeah, uh, which is incredibly demanding. And, you know, you, uh, is especially in the management side, um, you eat, sleep and breathe, uh, that restaurant. So it's, it's, it's a trick finding time to, to step away from there for a day or, you know, if I'm, if I'm on set for something it, anywhere from a month of working, you know, okay. three days here, two days there, and it, trying to kind of find a way to make all those puzzle pieces fit together. But, uh, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I love, uh, CJ Renner, the, the writer and director of, of American Tender that's coming out. Uh, I think it's this week. It's yeah. The premiere, um, is just, he's he's a doll to work with he's a great guy you know massively talented and um just uh an actor's director you know he he's he's really fun to work with so i've, uh, I've had him support, on here a support. couple of times yeah and i don't i don't know what makes his blood boil he's always this calm oh he's he uh he's he's cool as a cucumber man always <laughs> right. I, you know even in even in the heat of uh of complications which always arise on set you know i mean there's yeah. never I don't think I've ever been on a film set where there isn't something where we're like, oh, great, you know, how are we gonna, how are we gonna put that puzzle piece in there? And, yeah. and he just, I don't know, I don't know if he's, uh, 
if he's smoking a lot of dope or something or you know I know you love, and I love you CJ if you're listening but yeah he's always he's just so calm and and collected and cool which I think you know I think a, a big part of that is that he's 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 very decisive he knows he knows what he wants to see yeah um and when you have that clear of a picture um, it makes it a lot easier to kind of work backwards through that maze to, to find out how you, yeah. how am I going to get to this point? Um, and I've worked with, you know, other, other directors that kind of fly by the seat of their pants really well. And, um, you know, everybody yeah. has their own style, but CJ, yeah, CJ's always, he's always got his head screwed real tight on his shoulders and, uh, you know, hands on the reins. And so how long did it take to shoot the scene at the, yes. Liquor store. Uh, I know. I, th- I think I asked them before, but sure. I, 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 yeah, yeah. We uh, we shot that over. Well, that way we we had one day of rehearsal there. Okay. Um, and that was a couple days prior to actually shooting that scene. Yeah. Um, but it didn't take long. I think we did, if my memory serves me, maybe five or six shots. Okay. Um, you okay. know, cuts, takes rather. Yeah. Um, so not long. We spent maybe. Two mm-hmm. hours in the in the liquor store actually filming, okay. and then maybe an hour and a half rehearsing. Um, so that went by re- really pretty quickly, um, which you know I, you can't ask for much more. You know, <laughs> right. like oh, we got all these things we got to get to, and we shot that that whole film was was uh, done over the course of like two weekends. Yeah, that's what it said. Two weekends, and yeah. Were, yeah, yeah. So it was very quickly, which. Independent film, you have to oh, be yeah. efficient, yeah. quick, quick, yeah. Yeah, you know, you only have so much money to pay your actors and your DP and everything. And yeah. um, But, the, you know, CJ has a knack for finding really great people. Um, yeah, him and he, is Sasha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sasha Rell is, uh, yeah. well, his, his girlfriend, and she produces most of his stuff. Um, but they just, you know, I don't. I, I think it's a mixture of, of luck and talent, as is, uh, you know, most, <laughs> most things, but... Uh, yeah, right. Well, you always, you always put yourself great. in a position to be lucky. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We've fingers crossed. Anyway, you know, <laughs> I bring around a lump of wood to knock on on occasion. Small, small. Were two you by four were you able pocket. to read the entire script before, or were you? Yeah. Okay. Because I know you, you you have a very full schedule. That's why I was just were you able to just sound. Just, yeah, they got uh, they got me they got me the script uh, long before, and I and it, it was I feel like maybe. Oh, well, a week prior, five days prior to, to, to actual the start of filming, to okay. when we actually started rolling. Um, there are little changes that always, you know, kind of occur. Uh, you know, oh, we yeah. can't shoot that, so we got to change well, this. Well, it's nice and, to have little instead of yeah, monstrous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and granted, I mean, I've jumped on yeah. set where... Uh, um, one of the one of the films that I did with CJ, which you you talked about uh, on your podcast not long ago, oh yeah, Gun with with Gun, yeah. Um, I had gotten the the pages for that long before we were filming, and originally I was slated to play one one character, uh, and we had we had three policemen uh, in that film. Yep. Um, originally three it was written for three policemen, and I think it was a day or two prior to. Uh, when my first scene was going to be shot with uh, with Peter Christian Hansen, who was my my counterpart, yeah. um, the other detective in the film, and we had uh, situations arise where you know the guy who was going to be playing that role uh, couldn't couldn't do it anymore, and so we had these two characters, um, the one that I was originally slated for, and then the guy who kind of dropped out and. Uh, CJ didn't know how we were going to kind of put this together. So we, we sat down and I mean, the whole thing came together really quickly. I think we maybe took 
15, 20 minutes to really? okay. rip through the script and say, okay, well, we're going to cut that line and we'll mash these two together. And blah, blah, blah. So then I ended up playing these two characters as, as one character. We kind of yeah. you know smashed them together. So that was a sort of uh, you know fly by the seat of your pants situation. I think I had my, my script just off off screen the whole time, kind of like, oh wait, what, what was his line? Because I had known all my original lines, but then figuring out how to, how, oh wait, he said that, but then did I say this? Are we putting those two together? So that was a dance, but it was, uh, it, it, I mean, after seeing the finished product, I was, uh, I was amazed how sort of seamlessly those two characters just fell together. They kind of did, yeah. yeah. I was at yeah. the premiere. Uh, oh, you were? Okay, yeah. yeah I was yeah, at great. the Heights premiere. Great, I love it. Uh, I came there with my dad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because he loves those movies, those yeah. gangster movies, James right. Cagney. noir you know. kind of. Yeah, that, I don't know if anybody knew that. If That's what Gun is, very much the uh, James, yeah, the, yeah. the Prohibition time. Existential gangster noir yeah. film. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was a blast to work on. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and he blast. still talks about it. Yeah. It's All like right. months after he goes, I still like that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's it. That's great. That's great. I like to hear that. Well, it's very, um, because of the first part of the movie, you're like, what's going on here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, it's very, it takes you back a little bit. Yeah. And yeah, then you definitely. buy into it. Right, right. And you totally buy right, into it. Right. it. It totally gets sucked into yeah, it. Yeah, you almost you almost forget, and without giving too much away, the setting, um, yeah. you almost forget where it's being shot. Yeah. You know, and then when you finally, towards the end of the movie, you kind of pull back and it exposes some of the reality of, of, of what's going on. Yeah. And uh, I just, it, it, the cinematography work on there, the lighting work on there, it, it, everybody did such a stellar job. Oh, yeah, and even really the sound, you know, when it yeah. looks like the people in the background are walking, yeah, and the yeah. sound fills in. And yeah. even though you know it's filled in sound, right. it still right. is effective. Yeah, you buy, yeah. You buy it. You buy it. I you love know, it. Yeah, you, that's, you, what, so. that's what movies do. We make it. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Tell, tell the lie well <laughs> enough so that, uh, so that they believe you. But, um, yeah, that was, that was just a, it was a blast to shoot. And I, I, that was the first real uh, kind of period piece that I've done on screen. Mm. Okay. Um, and uh, I've always, I always wanted to do that sort of, like, gangster 1930s, 40s feeling. And uh, that, was, that was the first opportunity. Just loved it. Just yeah, like, I just I for me I, I love those kind of stories. Yeah, the yeah. 40s, the, yeah. the the wars. In fact, that's what my comic book is. is sure, like, sure, yeah. Noah War. Yeah, yeah. I just gravitated the whole the whole thing. Oh, definitely. Think. Yeah, oh, definitely. Uh, definitely. So, did you help with your costume, or did it kind of just here you go? So funny, funny fact. I I have uh, I have quite literally only done one piece where a costume was provided for me. Okay. Um, Every film that I'm on, that's just my wardrobe, you know. And I'll pick yeah. and choose because he, he got a lot of old pieces from costumes that he did right. for Halloween. Or um, I, I've spent uh, a decent amount of time in in the in the fashion world, and so um, you know, my my wardrobe is probably a lot larger than it should be. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, oh, did I have I worn that in two years? Yes. I can't get rid I of that, that yet. I gotta hold on. That's gonna come back in fashion, <laughs> you know. And then it never does. And, um, but yeah, the, 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 the vast majority save, uh, you know, the, the, yeah. the prop gun wasn't mine. They brought that on. Okay. Um, the, uh, the holster wasn't mine. They brought that on. 
And I think there are two or three of the ties that I wear were, were brought on by our, our costume people. So, but yeah, the majority of it's all just, it's just my clothes. You know. I just love it. I yeah. love it. I, yeah. I would love to be like a suit and a tie and a, the hat. Yeah. The hat. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You, you, you get funny looks walking around the cities dressed up like that, you know. What's going on with this guy? Uh, where is he going? Well, I, I, that brings up a nice segue because I like, like a little time warp. But yeah, I want to yeah. talk about your little, that, um, that little sample movie, Back Again. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure, If you sure. want to tell everybody, because I, I, somebody mentioned it to me right. be, before uh, CJ. If you yeah, have to yeah. Um, Back Again was uh, was done as a 48-hour film fest project. Okay. Um, so uh, I I started doing 48-hour uh, film fest stuff with uh, an old friend of mine. Good, still still a friend, but just uh, he's out of town now. He's on his own thing. Okay. Um, but uh, Joe Scorsa, um, who's actually one of the first people to cast me in any any film work. Really? Um, so you know, hey Joe, if you're listening, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Um, but he he and I did uh, a little a little short for the forty eight, uh, and then Eric Candinelli, who was the the writer and director of Back Again, yeah. um, had a had a show uh, or a, a film in in that year's round as well, uh, and saw me and approached me after the after the showing and said, hey, you know, I'd like to work with you next year and right. da da da. So through the year, we kind of talked to each other about different pieces and. Um, he wrote this very much. It's so it's, a, it's sort of a mashup of uh, slightly a mashup, right? And, yeah. and they if live you love the eighties. Yeah, um, very yeah, very eighties. <laughs> but I, yeah, it was a blast. Um, so they live meets Back to the Future, um, yeah. and he actually uh, he had a, f- a friend who um, currently owns uh, and sort of rents out uh, a a DeLorean that's that's built up that souped up DeLorean. Um, I mean, it's it, it it blew me. I had no I had no idea. That this thing was going to be on set, and uh, growing up, I loved the Back to the Future movies. You oh, know? I mean, God, how, yeah. many, how many times did I watch those as a kid, and as an adult, for that matter? And uh, I had known that we had this sort of Back to the Feel, Back to the Future feel, but I didn't get the script until you know we get on set, which is usually the case with the Forty Eights, because okay. um, you never know exactly what you're doing until you you know draw it out of a hat. So where can um, I, I, people would love to watch it? Where yeah, can they find it? It's on YouTube, and I think it's on. Uh, I I think it's still on Vimeo as well. That's where I found it. I found it on Vimeo. Yeah. But it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube as well. I think I may even have it up on my YouTube page, which is just my name. It's just Tyson Leeds. But, okay. um, you know, you, you pop my name in Google, and I think I think Back Again pops up really quick. And we actually took, so later on, maybe to a couple months after we finished that film, um, Doritos every year does this, you know, crash the Super Bowl yeah, commercial yeah. contest. So uh, Eric brought a couple of us back. He brought the most of the most of the lead characters back on um, for a, a quick afternoon, and we shot a couple little bits here and there, and then took some of the footage from the short film that we made from back again, and but you know, pasted it together with sure. the stuff that we filmed and, and submitted that, and we got surprisingly far. We didn't end up making it all away. Um, but he, uh, he turned it into a, a really fun little Doritos commercial, which is also, um, on, on YouTube. And I, I don't know that that one ever made it to Vimeo, okay. um, but I think there's, there's that 30 second cut that we sent in as official. And then there's, uh, Eric's director cut, which is like a, a minute long commercial for Doritos, which was, <laughs> it's just a, it was a, it was a hoot to film as, uh, I don't, I don't think I've ever eaten so many Doritos in a day, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you, it's, 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 it's a lot of salt. 
Does anybody from the movie know that you guys did it? Did you even get any response? Yeah, uh, the director uh, Zemeckis, Zeme- Robert Zemeckis, um, actually when when uh, when when Eric put it up. Um, it was not long after, but he, I, th- I'm not sure if he commented on, on YouTube or on Vimeo or if he actually contacted Eric, um, but said that he just loved what we had done with, you know, with his work and with his, yeah. you know, kind of pulling it back out of the mothballs. Cause at the time, um, I think it was a year before the, what was it? The 20th or 30th anniversary. Yeah. Um, yeah, 85. Yeah, so, so they were, yeah. they were ramping up for some of that stuff and, um, we just kind of, I don't know if it was blind dumb luck or if Eric knew, you know, like this is going to be a thing next year. And so, um, yeah, Zemeckis actually commented on it I, and I could not believe, I mean, I just yeah. was, I was jaw dropped, uh, that he would have even found out that we were doing this, you know, like what, where did you, where did, this is a tiny little indie, you know, 40, 40, 48 hour film project in Minneapolis, you know, we're not New York or California or anything. So that was, that was awesome. But clearly somebody cool. did their homework. They got, yeah. a, I mean, the posters and the, and, oh yeah. And of course the car, I mean, I mean, you're in the car. Yeah. I, I that was a, that was a childhood dream come true. You know, I, Did you I, actually I, I drive got, it? yeah, I got to drive, got Shut to drive up. the DeLorean and, uh, you know, I just, uh, I, again, I, I had no idea getting on set that the thing was going to be there. And, uh, I, I get on set and the, the, the first place we shot was in a, a little alleyway over in downtown Minneapolis and, okay. um, walked on set and, and, you know, you're schmoozing with, with the cast member hey, and how you doing? people yeah, yeah, yeah. and, uh, Eric pulls me aside and say, Hey, you know, I got, I got something to show you. And uh, brings me around the corner, and and there's this, there's this, this DeLorean all decked out, and I'm like, no, where's way? Marty? Right. You know? You're yeah. like, where's Marty? Oh, yeah, I couldn't couldn't believe it. So he's like, you're gonna drive this thing. I was like, oh man, and just uh, you know, kid, kid in a candy store kind of feeling. You get those butterflies in your stomach. Of, right. You know, I remember when I was eight years old, thinking, oh wow, that's the coolest car in the world, and right. you know, like it it flies, and I just so that was that was a. Uh, yeah, that was a, a boyhood dream come true. I would, I would be tempted just thing. to be in the driver's seat to say, let's see if this bastard does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Punch it. <laughs> um, but hey, yeah, that was that was great. And I mean, the guy, uh, the guy, you know, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, who owns the who owns the vehicle. He rents that DeLorean out to, you know, cons and stuff like that. And um, takes it out to to uh, parades and things like that too. And but it looks authentic. I mean, it really is a DeLorean, but oh, it looks like with the time machine, everything I mean, and, and flux capacitor to the T. He he mm-hmm. has gone through every oh. rivet of that vehicle. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, down to the down to the you know yeah. the lighting in the in the back for the flux capacitor and everything. Everything's functional in there. You know, down to Doc Brown's little alarm clock that I think that came into the films in the second one. Yeah. In Back to the Future 2, he has that little alarm clock up and there. The and Mr. Fusion thing. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, he has it so that you can you can switch it out, too. So you can you can take it from uh, before Doc Brown put right. the Fusion thing on there. I mean, the guy, the thing is just... It's... it. it I, I legitimately felt like, uh, like I was, you know, back... In 1985, it'd be so set. tempting. Like, no, I, I didn't get it right. I need to do another. Yeah, take yeah, God, right. I, that didn't feel good. We're gonna need to. You know, let's bring it back the 20 feet, and I'll floor it again. And you know, uh, don't we need to? Don't we need to have at least 15 minutes of me behind the wheel here, just for safety's sake? Well, the, the film's only eight minutes long, Tyson. So, but uh, yeah, no, that was uh, that was a absolutely a boyhood dream come true. Oh, you know, and awesome. there's there's I mean, there's some more on my bucket list, but that was definitely a checkoff. That's for sure. So, 
Yeah. All right, we're going to take a little break, and then uh, we got more. We'll come back. He's the critic. He's the comic. And that's the gimmick. It's the Dare Daniel podcast, where film critic Daniel Barnes and comedian Cork McDonald do your dirty work by watching the worst movies imaginable. Know of a movie so bad you have to share it? A film with a bad rap you've always been curious about? An underrated bit of cinema you'd love to hear discussed? Or are you a great big fat person? Whatever the case, we happily accept your most sadistic or altruistic dares. Every Tuesday, we release a full-length episode of Cinematic Stunt Work. And every Thursday, an action-packed mini-episode featuring previews, general movie discussion, and your movie dares, plus beer. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, our website, daredaniel.com, and anywhere fine podcasts are burnished and proffered. And make sure to check out our sister pod, Serious Talk Seriously and Graphic Novel Explorers Club, for more quality Sacramento podcasts. We are back with Tyson, and you work in the industry, so uh, the restaurant industry as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, do you like cooking? I love cooking. Yeah, you really? I cook every day. I cook every day, um, it, not just for work, but you know, I'll, I mean, it's it's a very rare occasion that I order out or I eat out. Really, um, I find more often than not that. You know, especially if I, if if I'm going out, and not to knock the 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 sort of ethnic food in the Twin Cities, but it's a rare occasion that you can find something truly authentic. You know, everything in in the state of Minnesota is well, in the, in the Midwest is so Americanized and dumbed down. You know, you put a little bit of spice in something, and people, I, I can't eat that. Well, it I, has I, a chili in it. <laughs> I had my friends. Um, they lived in Germany for three sure. years. And yeah, they, yeah. They lived in Munich. Okay. And they went to a Mexican restaurant yeah, in Germany. Yeah. Like yeah. it was the blandest, non-spicy oh, yeah. stuff that yeah. you can. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is not Mexican food. That's not Mexican. You know. Food, right? So I just find that I, I'm um, I'm always better off just doing it myself. You know, if I, if I want uh, if I want. Pad Kimau, uh, which is like, you know a Thai dish. Okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to one of the Asian markets in the cities, which we have some amazing Asian markets in the cities. Um, Dragon Star Oriental, which is just right over here in St. Paul, is right. is yeah. like a cornucopia. I mean, I've never walked into that place looking for an obscure ingredient and not been able to find it too sweet. Um, so there, that, that's yeah, that's always that's always my day, and it, it gives you the opportunity to make it exactly how you want it. Okay. You know, so um, yeah, lots of cooking. Lots of cooking. My baking yeah. skills are a little rusty. Really? We're, we're working on that. Really? But, you know, that, uh, it's hard for a Minnesota to admit that, right? Oh, the baking skills. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I mean, when I get, when I get, yeah. when I get to cooking, I'm, I'm one of those people who, you know, I'll, I'll throw a little bit of this in there and then taste it and then throw a little bit more in there and taste it. Yeah. And baking, you can't do that. You got no, to gotta follow. Yeah. It is chemistry. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, one well, drop of, uh, of, of, you know, too much sugar and the whole thing well, just I, sort of collapses. I agree because I think my my wife, who's a math teacher, sure, sure. loves baking. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's yeah. strictly mathematical. Yeah. Stick to yeah. the rules and oh, the yeah. steps, and then oh, you yeah. get what you 
the result. Yeah. 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 There's a little yeah. linear than yeah. yeah. There's not room to there's not room to well, I mean, I guess there's a bit of room to play, but uh it's not yeah. as forgiving as as doing savory and you know, non baking items. There you can yeah. play a lot more and you know, there are tricks. If you over salt something, you you know, like say I put too much salt in my soup. You cut a potato in half and toss it in there, and the starches in the potato soak up all that extra salt, and it'll bring your salt contact back down. So you know, there's a, there's ways to to uh, to tweak the flavor when you're when you're cooking cooking, um, but you you mix something up and you put that batter in a pan and pop it in the oven, and if it doesn't work, it's well, I guess uh, so I'll try again. You know, three flats of eggs yeah. later, and did you did you? Uh, Think about going to culinary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I studied, and um, I mean, I I've been. I was really fortunate. My my uh, my parents cooked a lot when I was a kid. Okay. Um, we didn't grow up with a lot of money, so uh, you know, we we ate family meals every night, and uh, it, for for quite some time uh, when I was little, my mom. Uh, was uh, cooking with the Linden Hills Co-op in their in their deli and everything. Oh, really? And so, wow. so you know, I mean, I I I, I grew up cooking food with my mom, you know, uh, and God bless her for being patient enough with me to, you know, trust me with a knife and, <laughs> and yeah, well, okay, kid, here you go. You tuck those fingers. Right. You know? so, yeah. Um, yeah, I love, I love cooking. There's, there's something inherently Zen about being able to, you know, even, yeah. even if I'm getting home, uh, from cooking for, you know, eight to 12 hours you still go of work, ahead. I'm, yeah. I'm like, Ooh, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to make? What do I have in the fridge? And, um, so it's, 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 it's both uh, it's both calming and uh, and it's playtime. You know, that's what a lot of people who love cooking. Yeah, it's yeah. like you can. It's a little more. You can be creative. Yeah, and try yeah. things out yeah, and see absolutely. if you like it. And I mean, I think cooking's a lot like acting in the sense that you know it's a mix of of uh, of art and actual physical skill. You know, you have to have that uh, that kind of craft. Uh, ability behind it. You need to know your knife work. You need to know, you know, what what, what temperature does this cook at? Where's right. my boiling part point for 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 this as opposed to that? And and then there's the you know the artistic side of of um, you know adding color to your food and uh, plating and, and oh, things yeah, like yeah. that. So um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely uh, an art form. Absolutely. I think I think traveling and cooking and eating go oh, together. Yes. Yeah, right. I mean, I, you know, if I could have anybody's career, it, it, you know, if I'd, I'd, Anthony, we'd be yeah, like Anthony Bourdain Bourdain, yeah, all the just... way, you know, rest in peace. He was, he was a huge, uh, a huge influence for me going into going into the restaurant industry, um, and it, you know, in my in my personal opinion, I think he's he's uh, one of the most uh, interestingly outspoken people in the culinary world. I'm um, at least you know from from right, yes, yeah. anyway, um, you know, rest in peace. But uh, just a phenomenal chef and uh and amazing television and 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 movie personality and you know he just just was a, a, an incredible um driver for yeah me to to step into that world so because i think it's a little bit um you got to get out of, like you said you gotta get out of your comfort yeah. zone yeah yeah and just Absolutely. try things out and you'd be amazed yeah, yeah. the variety out there oh yeah oh, and i yeah. think variety especially with foods you like to yeah, do yeah. different varieties right oh definitely i mean there's there's uh you're hard pressed to find something I won't eat. You know, as as long as it's made well, as long right. as I know it's it's a yeah. decent you know decent ingredients and it's made with care. Um, I mean, you know, sweetbreads love them if they're done right. Fantastic. It's it's a testicle, but man, is it good um, if it's done right. You know, yeah. and then you know it's the same thing. You could have, you could go into a restaurant that uh, that serves incredibly expensive ingredient. 
Um, but if the person behind that line, uh, if the cook behind that line doesn't know how to treat that product, it's going to come out garbage. You right. Know, every time. Every time. I won't say it. There's a restaurant I used to go to quite a bit. Sure. And I just love their breakfast. And yeah. it, it changed hands, but they still have the same breakfast. Sure. It's just not the same. Yeah. It's yeah. just not oh, yeah. the same. Yeah. Because I, yeah. you know, I miss the old way of the did things. Right. Even right. though they have right. the same thing and they bring it out to me. Well, sure, sure. It's just, sure. you missed it. I was like, that's quite a bit. Yeah. 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 So, so you definitely have your signature involved in it. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Every, every chef has their own fingerprint. Um, and, you know, as, as much as, I think we all like to think, you know, oh, I can, I can cook anything. You know, um, you always, there's always a little bit of yourself in in what you yeah. put on the table, what you put on the plate. Um, and it's, again, the same, the same thing with acting. You know, as much as you want to step away from your, from your, your own self and become this character, um, there's always an element of you in it, you yeah. know, no matter who you are. Personal signature, kind of like his. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. So, absolutely. what got what what got you into acting? Um, so, I grew up uh, in the theater in the Twin Cities. Okay. Um, my dad, uh, you know, and they're they're no longer my both my mother and father are now up in Lutzen, uh, and they they run a little maple farm up there called Wild Country Maple Syrup. So, so they're maple farmers now, and and uh, I couldn't be happier for them. They're they're just so much happier. Um, but for a long well, time, well, this is when they're busy, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's a, endless tours, and you know, um, you're boiling boiling down thousands of gallons of raw yeah, maple water, is, and yeah, so this it's, is it's their, go time now. Yeah. It's go time up there. Um, but uh, my father was for for years and years and years and years uh, part of the custodial team at the children's theater, um, oh. and so the children's at that time, and granted, I don't, I don't know how they work it anymore, but um, would give their their staff members, uh, you know, free tickets, comp, comp tickets. Oh, yeah. um, so I got to go to a ton of, of, of shows at the Children's. And the, the, the earliest age, and I'm fairly certain it's still the same way at, when, when I started with them, yeah. uh, the earliest you could get in was eight years old. Um, and I remember that was right start, away. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right away. I was, I, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. You know, I want to be up on that stage and this looks like so much fun. So, I, I mean, I had an enormous draw to stage work right off the bat as a kid, um, and started working. I think my first show at the children's theater was, oh gosh, uh, maybe fourth grade. Okay. And that was, uh, that was the Hobbit, uh, directed by Wendy Lair. Did you have the height height for it? Uh, n well, no, I was uh, so Not I was a Hobbit. kid at the time. Yeah, right, I wasn't right. a Hobbit. At the time. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm Hobbit size still, but uh, you know, say la vie. I can shop in the children's right, section, you can so still it right saves there. me a lot of money there. Right. Um, but uh, no, I was. Uh, what okay. was my role? My role. I, I was. Uh, I think I played a wood elf. I played a goblin. Uh, and some other, you know, ancillary little background characters right, yeah. and things like that. You're eight years old. They don't usually throw an eight-year-old in the in the big speaking role. Every once in a while, they'll have a that young of an actor. But, um, but that yeah, that was my first sort of taste of of professional acting work. Um, was with the Children's Theater way back then, and I mean, I did. I worked with them. I'd say on a yearly basis, I uh, maybe anywhere from two to three main stage shows with them a year, and then black box performances with their. Uh, theater arts and training program, their TAT program. Okay. Um, and the, the really great thing about the TAT program was that we were able to do uh, more adult pieces. You know, we did uh, okay. works like Streetcar, uh, Streetcar uh, Named Desire and Magnolias, uh, did Marvin's Room up there, um, uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. 
um, which to this day is is you know I think every actor has those those roles where they they really feel like they just nailed it. And I was I think I was nineteen when we did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay, yeah. And uh, I played Charles Cheswick. Um, one of the patients. One of the patients. Yeah. One of the patients. Um, and he was, uh, you know, uh, mildly autistic and uh, very um, obsessive compulsive. Um, and so finding that, finding that character um, and really kind of digging into that piece was not only challenging, but just immensely rewarding once you found it. Um, we had multiple evenings where we would, we would, uh, we would do our curtain call um, and the audience was silent, you know, they, they, you could, because you're so moved that, yeah. um, you don't, you don't even clap. And I actually, it was, it was probably a year or two after that, I was 2021, 20, uh, and I was in the, uh, downtown, uh, walking down Nicollet mall, uh, and, uh, a man and a woman stopped me and, and said, you know, Hey, I, we, we don't mean to be rude. Um, but I think we saw you in Cuckoo's Nest last year at the children's theater. Um, and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. You know, how'd you like this? And he said, we're still thinking about that. Really? Um, and so, I mean, those moments, you know, you never, you never expect to affect somebody in, the, in that, in that uh, deep right. way. But it, it really, um, it's not only a, a, an incredible lifter as far, you know, as far as the ego goes, but yeah. um, it just, uh, it warms your heart, you know, to know that, uh, that your work could could affect somebody in such a in such a strong and almost permanent way. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing about that character, I'm uh, I'm a nail biter. Uh, never was ever before I did this role and it's decided still with that you. still bite my nails, you know. Still, you. Damn you, Charles Cheswick. Um, he <laughs> decided he was, you know, he was he had his oral fixation, and I yeah. I uh, I chose uh, nail biting as that oral fixation, and have not been able to shake it. You know, and I've tried the cod liver oil. I've tried, you know, chili fingers. I mean, you name it, and it's just. I know actors and actors say, like, some roles just stay with they you. They just stay with you. Yeah, it <laughs> you with know? your DNA. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It becomes a part of you. But, yeah, yeah so, I, I mean, that that uh, that role really, uh, really affected me and um, in, in just the best of ways. Good. You know, just the best of ways. So, do you ever want to go back to stage? Not really. Um, I, I mean, I love stage. I think that there's a there's an energy from stage work that you don't get uh, from film work, simply right. because you know, I mean, you're performing in front of people and yeah. um, all of that energy that the that the audience can give you. And uh, it's you know, I mean, when you're when you're on on film work, you're in front of the camera and you've got yeah. you know thirty people shining lights in your face and saying, well, just a little to your left and, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, maybe speak a little louder or tone it down or, um, so you get energy in that sense, but it's, yeah. it's in no way, shape or form the same as stage work. Um, but my thing with stage work is it's such a time commitment. Um, I mean, even with the feature films that I've, that I've been blessed <laughs> enough to be on, it's, you know, maybe a month or two. Um, and you're not on set every single day, even as a lead role, you're not on set every single day. Um, so you're, you're able to make a, a nine to five or, you know, a, a different job work. Cause with stage, um, I mean, you're, you're rehearsing for eight hours a day. Uh, you usually got Mondays off. Um, but most places of business aren't going to say, oh yeah, leave for three, four months and then come back and we'll have a job for you. Yeah. You know, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, so screen work gives me uh, the opportunity to, to sort of keep that skill sharp yeah. um, without sacrificing financial gain. 
Um, you know, and I, and in, in a perfect world, I'd love to just act, 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 act and have that work. Yeah. Um, but it's really, it's, it's tricky to make uh, a decent living. Um, unless you have a company membership or, you know, you're, you're writing your own stuff and things like that. Um, so it, it just, it wasn't, uh, and not, not that it's not an intelligent thing to do, but it wasn't intelligent for me to take that route for acting. Can you watch yourself on film? You, uh, yeah, I, I can. <laughs> I can. Um, I'm physically capable. Uh, I, it, 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 it's it's it a double-edged blade. You know, it's right. a double-edged blade. I, there, are, there are absolutely films that uh, when I rewatch them, I'm like, all right, yeah, I feel, I feel comfortable with what I did there. But I'd say 80% of the time. Uh, if I re if I watch a, a piece that I've that I've right. acted in, um, you just rip yourself to shreds. You know, oh that oh, yeah. that line could have been delivered this way. Oh, if I could get behind the camera again, you know, maybe I would I would drop that infliction and and do this. So you you're always critiquing yourself, um, but that's also a great uh, a really useful tool. You know, um, yeah. So it, I'll, I'll would... rewatch things just to learn what right. not to do next time. You I know? think if you're satisfied, you're not. I mean, you have to move. You have to yeah, oh, constantly yeah. improve yourself. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We we no no human being is is perfect, nor will they ever be. You know, and we we there's always room for improvement, but uh, you have to be willing to see where that where that room is. Um, and yeah, re rewatching work is 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 a really helpful tool. Really helpful tool. With your so. busy schedule, are you able to watch movies frequently? Oh my goodness, yeah, I watch. I, 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 I'm watching something almost every day. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I watch a lot of film and television. A okay. lot of film and television. Um, uh, most recently, I just uh, marathoned uh, uh, episode one through six of Star Wars. Um, that you know the Star in Wars chronological Star Wars. order. Oh yeah, chrono chronological order. Got to okay. do it that way. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll watch them on their own, but uh, yeah. I'd say once or twice a year, I try to power through you know all six movies in a day or two um but that's that's also just my uh my hyper star wars nerddom you know i mean i'm like i'm the guy with the the black series darth vader helmet and i just <laughs> just picked up my poe dameron helmet uh, a couple of months ago and you know so it, 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 a lot of the uh, as much as i'd like to to branch out more and watch a lot of movies that i haven't watched yeah. i'd say majority of the time i'm putting something on that i know and love um you know because there's, there's an element of comfort there for me i know i i can rewatch movies oh yeah quite a bit yeah it's yeah, effortless. Yeah. yeah. And my definitely. wife will like, you've seen this about five times. Yeah, well, but yeah, you, you yeah. notice other things, you know. You, right. Oh, that guy in the background, I didn't see that before, you know. And <laughs> right. All the little Easter eggs that, especially nowadays with all the, I mean, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, all the references. Holy but, moly, Easter Egg City. Yeah. I mean, there are just hundreds of things in the background that... You know, if you're a diehard nerd, no, they, they, they reference, yeah, they reference Bosk and everybody. Oh, yeah. the theater, everybody oh, yeah. in the theater just got a chuckle. Yeah, yeah. Aura Singh is referenced it, in there. There's uh, the Crystal Skull is in there from uh, from the Indiana Jones movies and Dryden Voss's office. I didn't know that. I, uh, of course, people are put on YouTube. Yo, yeah, they discovered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're doing. A lot, some people do a lot better than I do. Yeah, yeah it was nice yeah. to. It's nice to see those. those I love things. that stuff. Yeah. I love it. It just, yeah, it uh, it it tickles me. It tickles me. Do you do you go to um, lot of, you go to theater or do you like to stay at home and watch it? Yeah, I mean, I I love to see films on screen. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that's the way they're that's the way they're supposed to be seen. Um, yeah. that people spend, 
insane amounts of money and time uh, in making this piece of art. Um, and it is meant to be on a projected screen. You know, that's that's yeah. why we made it that way. That's why uh, we have all these sweeping shots and things like that. And not, not to say that, you know, watching um, watching movies on, on your television isn't enjoyable. No. Um, I, but I, I think you lose some of the magic when it's when it's not on the big screen. And it just got, yeah, because last year I watched, for the first time ever, sure. uh, Raiders yeah. in theater. Okay. And okay. my mom, well, of course, my parents and my wife were like, wow, you've seen this movie hundreds of times. Yeah, no, yeah. I've not seen it in a theater. I've yeah. seen it on a crappy VH copy. Totally I've different. seen it on TV format. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've, I need to see it with the lights out. Yeah. And yeah. it's far more better. Yeah. Yeah. When you have no distractions around oh, that movie. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I also think, you know, I mean, especially when you re- when they do re-releases of such iconic films, the people who are going to see it are already fans, for the most part. For the most part. You know, part. I mean, I guess there's a, there's definitely some uh, parents that'll bring their kids in and, oh, you got to watch yeah. this movie, you know, and they'll see it for the first time uh, in the, in that medium. But there's, an again, you know, talking about that energy, that uh, that that performance art can kind of pull out of people and you really do feel if you're if you're in a good crowd if you're in a a theater with a good crowd of people it makes watching it even even more fun you know because people are laughing at the right times and you know they're quiet at the right times and so it's it it there's uh yeah there's that energy there from from all the other viewers in the in the auditorium that you can't get at home you know oh right are you still able to have fine time writing yeah, I mean, I, I do a little bit of writing here and there. Um, okay. I definitely wrote a lot more in my younger years. Um, there are multiple screenplays that have, have been sort of sitting in mothballs for ages that, uh, you know, eventually I'll, I'll pull out and work on a little bit here and there. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's, it's a matter of finding time to write. Yeah. Um, I find if I, if I am writing nowadays, um, more more than writing screenplays, I'm I'm writing out recipes and things like that. Um, uh, eventually, I'd love to put out a, a cookbook and. Oh really? So yeah, yeah. So, so, do you I mean, think it, it, years years down the line? But but you you pretty much gathering your own signature. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say if I if I were to throw something out to publishers right now, as far as a cookbook goes, it would very much be. Um, like a, a 101 to okay. to uh, Asian cuisine. Okay. Um, I cook a lot of Japanese. I cook a lot of Thai. Um, I love Vietnamese. Well, what, gra- um, what gra- gravitated to that? What got you know, you- I, I, I'm not. I'm not really sure why I why I feel uh, such a yeah. love for that Asian cuisine. Um, but uh, you know, as a kid, my mom would pack us lunches and everything like that. Oh and yeah. So I was always the kid with the 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 brown paper bag with uh, you know uh, stir fry and, and like, <laughs> the kids are like wow that smells that? weird what the heck are you it eating was, you know that stuff smells so, weird yeah yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll trade you my dumpling for your uh, for your fruit by the foot and they said there's no way I'm trading with you man that smells like fish you know so, well it is fish um, but uh, so I was I was exposed uh, to to yeah. world cuisine at, at a very young age you know I grew up with it in the house and um, I just I love that flavor profile. Are you, you know? are you a little more comfortable doing that kind of than any other? I mean, I I'd, I'd say if there are there are no ethnicities of you know styles of cuisine yeah. like countries that I that I'd shy away from by any means. Um, 
uh, you know, I, I just did a big old panzanella salad not long ago, and you know, that's very Italian. Um, uh, I work in a French patisserie, so I'm around a lot of French cuisine. Um, uh, I also uh, work with a, a barbecue shop, and we do you know slow smoked meats. So I'm doing, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll hit any gamut, um, but I find my cravings. If I'm if I'm like, ooh, what do I want to eat today? It's almost always some sort of Asian food. Really? I, eat, yeah. I eat a lot of Mexican cuisine too, okay. um, but yeah, Asian Asian food just uh, I love it. I just love there's it. a certain punch to it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, lots of emphasis on herbs and spices, yeah. and you know. Um, through most of it, a lot of Japanese cuisine is is amazingly subtle, you know. Um, so I think, uh, I mean, outside of something like ramen, you know, ramen is so full. If I if I do a ramen, uh, I'll do uh, tonkatsu, which is a a, a bone broth, um, and that's that's a two or three day long process. Because oh, really? um, you can, I mean, I, you cook down those bones to the point where I mean, I'll have a pork shoulder in there that you you've kind of you know braced off and and cooked for two days to the point yeah. where I mean, I can squeeze that pork shoulder and it just sort of falls apart. Because you want all that collagen and everything. So, you know, I mean, that's an example of something that has a ton of flavor. Whereas when you look at, um, you know, true sushi, if you're, if you're having sashimi or nigiri, um, it's, a, it's a bit of rice and a piece of fish, you know. And, and it's amazing how something so simple can take so much time and care to make um, and have such a depth of flavor. When you're really de you're, you're dealing with two two ingredients. That's a little deceiving, isn't it? It yeah. oh, yeah. looks simple, but oh, yeah. there are certain <sighs> not simple. <laughs> it it's, looks simple. Yeah, but, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So I, I love yeah. that about it. You know, I love that, uh, especially in Japanese cuisine, the, okay. the, the fact that um, there are so many tiny little details that, uh, in, until you really start digging into it, you would you'd never know. Right. You'd never know. Well, Tyson, um, I have to say I, I'm coming over for Thanksgiving. Yeah, hey, <laughs> come on by. Uh, throw a turkey in the deep fryer. And I think we did, what, a big family, we did three turkeys last year. Oh, you did three? Yeah, we did three, three turkeys wow. last year. We threw one on the grill, we did one deep fried, and then one, you know, classic stuff roast. You have um, options that year. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. Yes. The, the Baker Leeds yeah. family uh, uh, Thanksgiving is no uh, no small undertaking. Yeah. Well, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, it's good fun. So, it was great to have you here. Thank yeah, you. thanks so much yeah. for having me on. Um, so usually my last question is, mm -hmm. if you what film, sure. and I kind of changed the question because I usually said, what was your favorite film? And that yeah, kinda, yeah, yeah. that's kind of hard and deceiving. Sure. And sure. I kind of altered it, like, what film is on your mind right now? Which one would you like to put everybody's direction towards. Oh boy, um, uh, I guess a, a, a film that, that really sort of changed the way that I look at acting. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, what a, what a real solid performance is. Uh, and, and by no means is this new, by no means is it unknown. Um, but What's Eating Gilbert Grape um, really affected me as a kid. Uh, with Leonardo I, with, and Johnny yeah, Depp, and everything. yeah, and DiCaprio's film or his role in particular, um, he plays a, a mentally disabled guy. Uh, it's at the age of, I think, when he shot that, he was seventeen or eighteen. Yep, um, and just, I mean heart-wrenchingly beautiful performances from from everybody in that cast. No, everybody's got brought... I mean, John C. Riley's in the, in yeah. the movie, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so you, you get those moments of, of laughter, but it, it just... Uh, it really it really pushed me to want to, um, you know, aspire to a, a certain level of uh, ability as an actor. Um, so if you haven't seen that film, oh my God, uh, go and go and check it out. You know, it just it it's very powerful. it shook me. 
It really, yeah, it, it really did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thank you.